Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia, along with my co-host Todd, and we're going to explore what exactly is Myrony. Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives, but what if you started paying closer attention to your Myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as we like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now, that's Myrony. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for coming back to That's Myrony podcast with your host, Alicia Myronic and myself, Todd Courtney. And today, once again, we have a guest that I was not privy to, uh, to know. I just was introduced to her about 90 seconds ago. So we've got Shauna from SoCal. And for those of you who don't live in California, that's Southern California. Uh, the Soul Frequency, I guess you can call her the queen of Soul Frequency. Yes. She's written this monster book. She's got a wonderful <laughs> podcast and I cannot wait to hear all about it. So Alicia, introduce us to this incredible guest you have today. Okay. Well, Shauna Lee, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, thank you. I'm glad to be with you guys. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. So how I, how I connected to Shauna is, uh, it was actually, I kept seeing on her Instagram, her taking pictures of license plates. And Todd, you know how oh. I take pictures of license plates? <laughs> you're, you're one of those kind. I get it. I get it. I have an auto repair business. Isn't that what we're doing here? <laughs> so it's so funny because Shada, if you saw my pictures, you would just see time and license plates. And like, because, you know, that, that's how I receive messages. Sign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, Street sign. I cannot tell you how many times she has texted me those pictures. <laughs> Oh, you got to check this out. Well, it's just another license plate. What are you talking about? So back in July, when I kept seeing this over, I reached out to her on Instagram, and that's how we connected. And so now we're going to find out all about wow. Shauna and the soul frequency. So again, I know you've been doing your podcast since like 2017 for a couple of years now, right? Yep. Yep. We're, I think we're around 300 episodes of the podcast. So we've been... Wow at it for a while and having fun and I had no idea about podcasting like I do not recommend this by the way to anybody but I basically just one day was like I'm gonna start a podcast and my assistant at the time was like okay I'm like let's figure out how to do this and so we just started and it's funny my first episode I like tap the mic I'm like hey is this thing on let's do this like and we just started talking and we haven't stopped since. And so it's just been a really fun outlet, fun to connect with people around the world. And, um, and yeah, and three years has gone by really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's really cool because your podcast, besides who you interview, you also do really short little, like, like sometimes it's like seven minutes or nine minutes oh. or 15 minutes, just like a little amazing just, you know, just with that guest or the no, whole no, podcast? no, just with Shauna talking about some amazing little word of oh, wisdom. No. And so like, I was just listening to what your, your soul frequency level one, level two, level three, and like how you move up in your different levels of frequency. So we're going to definitely dive into that a little bit more. And your, uh, your soul frequency book, when did you write that? 
It came out in September of 2018, okay. um, but I was writing it since 2016. And so it was a work in progress for a while. And it was just me sitting by myself for hours processing this massive life transformation that had happened for me. Like I had been through one of those experiences where I was, I kind of say I was like a chess piece that got picked up from one life and put down in another. Like I was just cruising along in life, living my very, I don't know, kind of ego-based life, you know, trying to be successful and do all the right things and dot my I's and cross my T's. And then all of a sudden I had this, really spiritual awakening, I guess you would call it, which made me start changing and wanting to change. And it was kind of spurred on by the, the uh, birth of my son. And there were so many ways, like for some reason, I was living in all these ways and I was thinking that was really who I was. And, and then when I had my son, it had me look at my life in a different way. And I thought to myself, if I want him to live this life of personal freedom and to be able to know that he can do what he wants and to have a lot of self-love and all these things, how's he ever going to learn that if I'm not doing that in my life? Because I know it's not what we, what we say, it's, it's what I emulate and the energy that I bring to the table. And so it had me reevaluate so many things in my life. And, and it really, I mean, I literally walked out of a life that I had built over 20 years, like just... We left our house. We left all, I mean, sold half my things. I just, I was just done. And I literally, I mean, this is, you know, irresponsible 101, according to parents, you know, you don't just, you don't just walk out of your life. Right. And I did it. And everyone thought we were going crazy and people were like, what in the world? Like who does this? You know, cause this wasn't like at year two in my career, this was like at year 20 and I think from all perspectives outside of us, it looked like life was really great. And it was in a lot of ways. Um, but I felt like there was something else calling me forward. And so when I sat down to write the book, I was really trying to process like what had just happened in my life. And I also, you know, at that time had this inkling that it was going to happen for other people, that other people were going to be faced with this opportunity to evolve, this opportunity to change, and that we were going to, as a society at the time, have something go on for us that had us question our life. And here we are, you know, in 2020, having a lot go on that's having us question our life. And so it was a little kind of like, you know, shadow of like what was coming and I was going through it. And that's why I sat down to write the book. Well, it's amazing it. because Todd is going to relate to this story very, very well. My life has been absolute turmoil ever, you know, if you like since 18, just crazy, crazy, crazy going on, you know, that broke my spirit or woke, brought me into my spiritual awakening. But Todd, I know, totally share everything she said, but, but you know, for the listener's sake, uh, let's, let's drill down. Let's find out who Shauna really is. Who was Shauna at 10? And did you have any siblings? Um, I don't have any siblings from my two parents. So my, my experience is I grew up as an only child. I do have two amazing step siblings that were older than me on, from my dad, but they were not in our life at that time. So my experience was as an only child, um, at 10 years old, I was, my parents were in the middle of a divorce. I was developing a relationship with food that was beyond nourishment. I was soothing myself. Uh, with food and that was like growing in my life. I 
I wasn't sure ever in my young life why I was here. Like I remember from the time I was very young feeling like, what is this human experience? Like what, what am I doing here? Like, what's the point of this? And you had that early like, on. You, yeah, had that, you had that early well, on. Well, it sounds like great. from what you explained in your book, you actually had medium abilities, right? I did. I've yeah. always been an alien. Did, yeah. you, did you know that? Did you know that? Did she, you know that then? Yeah, yeah. I talk about it in my book. So like when I was like, yeah, four or five, like your first memories, I had two spirit guides who who ushered me into this life. So basically I have a memory of not wanting to be born. I was, my mother was pregnant for an extra month, like, which wouldn't happen these days, but she was. And I have this um, like womb memory of at the last minute going, I'm kidding. I'm not signing up for this. I'm not coming. (laughs) Just kidding. You know, and I'm wanting to renege on the whole deal. And, and so I think these spirits that kind of ushered me in were here to kind of say, no, you can't renege on the deal. You got to come here. And, and because I was an only child, I spent a lot of time playing by myself. And so they were with me all the time. And like, I do remember having the sensation of that the love that they had, the love they were able to share was something more than what humans could share. So of course my parents loved me and they were, you know, they were kind and loving parents. But when I was with them, it felt like more all encompassing, like this higher love. So I do remember the difference of that. Like, like there's other stuff like hangups with humans that weren't there to impede sure. the pure love with, with them. So Okay, so let's let's fast forward a little bit and let's go. Now, are you in California? You're growing up in California? Yes. Okay. Yes. So Southern Cal as well? Yes. Okay. So and we all know how it is in Southern, well, those of us in California know how it is in Southern California. So now you're 15, 16, 17, and probably hard to share this with friends. What's going on then? No, I, by the time I was six years old, I kind of started shutting it down. Yeah. So I, okay. I was looking around and noticing, like, not only did my parents not see these spirit guides, like I, you know, nobody was, I had a very spiritual grandmother who was like totally on my same page. But other than her, um, and she actually would tell people to leave me alone, you know, like, let her do her thing, leave, leave her alone. Like, so she got it and thank wow. God, but, but no one else really did. And so I just kind of shut down that, that extrasensory perception and became like really obsessed with this idea of being normal. Like Uh, what is normal and looking around me and trying to fit in. And and so by the time I was 17, I was like well indoctrinated into my teenage years, like, you know, starting to rebel. I was always um, a really good student. I always wanted to do the right thing. By the time I became about 16 years old, there was an event that happened um, with my parents where I felt like I was like, they, they never got along after they divorced. And I felt like I was being punished for the fact that they didn't get along. And I remember having this experience where I said, I'm, I don't want to be good anymore. Like I'm tired of, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not getting me anywhere. It's not paying right? off. I'm, I'm still getting blamed. And so I went through my rebellious stage, definitely in my late teens and like early twenties, college years. Okay. And then you started busting a move at work. Cause it sounds like you were thriving. Yes. I started a real estate career. And again, I mean, I had no idea what I wanted to major in in college, didn't know why I was here, chose to do real estate, didn't really know why I was choosing, you know, just, it's like event after event of just feeling like, I don't even know why I'm here, right? Why am I living this life? (laughs) And, but I did know, I did notice that it seemed as though making money 
was better than not making money, right? <laughs> that, that people were going to be nicer to you or respect you if you made money. So I had this, a lot of programming around this idea of making money. Um, and real estate was a great vehicle for that. So I worked really hard. I have a lot of energy. And when I apply it to something, I'm able to really accomplish things in a short amount of time. So I did that in my career and I went through residential and then I ended up in commercial real estate. I was like financing large strip centers and apartment buildings um, and worked my way up in you know, a largely male dominated yeah. uh, arena. And that was fun for me. Like, can I really do this? And will people take me seriously? And I was young, you know, at the time and, and it worked out great. And then, you know, at a certain point I had kind of gone through the business and I, I was at that point of like kind of mastery where it's no longer, you're no longer on the edge of the cliff. It's like, okay, I pretty much know how to do all the things. I've been doing this a while. And so I wasn't challenged per se. Um, but that's when I met my husband and we started talking about having a child and meeting him was really important. Like I think our souls have been together for a long time. So there was definitely an activation between he and I coming into each other's lives and, um, and us really evaluating like, what is this life? And are we living by other people's rules or are we living by our rules? That's, I, I, it's so funny. I, I, I almost can like see what's going on in Todd's head. Yeah, me right too. She'll share it in a second. But I am curious when you shut off when you were six years old, because I noticed the same things within myself. Like I had been given signs along the way of what, if I had paid attention then. Did you see that also when, because I know you, 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 you really struggled with uh, like food addiction and like, that was a big part. And I was one of those, I was one of those kids too, in that I never, I had major body dysmorphia. Like I was like, I literally would calculate every single thing that went into my body. It was the most unhealthy way of being, you know, never didn't matter how, what size I was. I always thought that I was never good enough. But the thing was, is that always knew there was a higher, higher something, you know, I didn't know what to call it at the time because I'd be the first one to admit I turned against God because of religion, you know, at 16, but I kept being given these signs and, you know, just something would happen. Did those things kind of happen to you too, to keep you moving forward in your path until you had your really big awakening? Yeah, I think I was like interested in the concept of like, I didn't have a lot of connection to my human body, which is weird. So like with the food thing, like, like, I think everything like, you know, was just like, even when I was, you know, in my teenage years, I did drugs for a little bit. And it was like, how do we leave our body or leave the state of like density became fascinating to me. And like, it was certainly the wrong avenue to go down to, you know, have this experience. But at the time it was all that was accessible, you know, to me, I mean, certainly spirituality was present, but not as present as it is today and accessible. And so, you know, I just didn't, I think I was craving that thing that you can have from like, let's say breath work, right. That, that connection back to the truth of who we are, right. As energy, um, but just going about it in, in ways that were not healthy. And, and, I, and I was experimenting with like, just really what it is to be alive. Like why, why I remember being so young and thinking like, why do we come? Like why? And, and it also felt really ridiculous to me that we would think that like being human is the only thing, right? Like I just never bought into the fact that 
like there's just, there's nothing else out there in space. There's nothing else, you know, anywhere else. Like it just didn't make sense to me. And so I always had this, like, I mean, people would laugh, right. When I'd be like, how can you be sure? Like how, you know, and I always felt a little bit like, I'm, I don't think we're being told everything. Like, so I felt like that as a kid, I felt like people don't think they would be talking to me and I'd be thinking, they don't know that I know more than what they're telling me. Right. So all my life I would, I'm like, why are they talking to me like that? Like I, you know what I mean? I can talk at a much higher level or they would say something to me and my intuition was really keyed into what's the whole story and what are they not telling me? And so I'd always be reading behind the lines of like, okay, they're saying this, but that's only like 30% of what they really want to say or what the real story is. So my gift was already at work in trying to decipher um, what the real deal was. So I guess I've always had the fascination and curiosity with like, let's go deeper with this mm-hmm. and let's like see what is behind the curtain. The Oz. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because so many things that come out of your mouth, I'm just going, oh, oh, what? So I, I'm just going to give the clipped up version because I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about Shauna. But it's so funny because, so I did insurance. And as you know, insurance people and real estate people are, I mean, we have pretty tight, tight knit connections and, and we run in the same circles. And, and that's what I did. My father did that. And then I got into it in the PNC market. And I did a lot of commercial insurance. My best friend down there down south, I was telling you about that's all he did. He was one of the best in, in, in Southern California and created a couple companies and doing it. And, uh, and it was 15 years ago that I, I'm just going now, there's got to be more to the, There's got to be more to life. I cannot be born here to be an insurance guy. I don't care how good I am at it. There's just no way. It's just impossible for me to wrap my arms around that. Okay, I'm going to be this insurance guy. That's why I'm put on planet Earth. And to go back to your space talk, I've always thought that. There's no Oh, yeah. It's, it's silly to think that there's nothing else out there. There's no way. Absolutely yeah. no way. And now when science tells us there are over a billion, trillion galaxies Everybody ought to be going, okay, then, all right, that's for sure, no way that, that we're alone. It's just way too enormous. Plus, I've seen a couple things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this real quick. So you see the apostrophe right here, the apostrophe, and then you see the blue dot right above me? Yeah. So think about that, looking at this guy. We were in Croatia a couple of years ago. We were on this boat, and I'm just chilling with the boys and the, and the kids. I'm like, hey, let's all, let's just stare at this guy. Let's see if we can count uh, satellites. And one by one, they leave, right? But I just always love looking at this guy. So I'm looking. And so for that apostrophe, make like a horseshoe, but exact 90 degree angle. So it's almost like a square. So this thing moves from the apostrophe up to that blue dot over the same length, down the same length, sits there for like 10 seconds, and then just disappears. That happened to my dad, actually. Your dad was a pilot. He probably he saw a lot a of pilot, stuff. He was a pilot, and he, yeah, it was over a time when there was a lot of UFO sightings over Lake, um, I think Lake Huron or something. And he always said that if, you know, he could have reported that. Right. But it was exactly the same movement of uh, what, you're, what you're talking about. Yeah, because there's, there's nothing man-made that can do that. No. And an inch. Now, it only moved Well, that was in like the 50s. Yeah, yeah, this was this was three years ago. <laughs> but you think about an inch. What's the distance of an inch? And, and it, you're basically, it seemed like the perception was the same distance as the stars. The dot looked like the same light and brightness as a star. So it felt like it was way out there. Yeah. An inch is thousands of miles, right? right? Millions, I mean, millions. millions of, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I, I'm, I, yeah, you got to be a mathematician to figure that out. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, so 
to give it all up. I get it. Now, but were you, before you gave it up, were you married before you gave it up? Yes. So I don't think I would have done it without my husband. I don't think he would have without me. So it was a very interesting, it's almost like, it was like kismet when he and I like came together. I mean, we've been together in many, many past lives. Like when I saw his picture, I like had like a visceral reaction. I was like, and I said to myself, I will either be best friends with this person for the rest of my life or I will marry them. Like I knew the second I saw a picture of him and it wasn't like, cause he's cute, although he is. And <laughs> it, was, um, it was this remembering of like, mm-hmm. you know, lifetimes together. And so when we came together, I mean, it's fascinating. Like we literally were both living like other people's lives. We were living this idea of what, other people wanted for us. And so the power of us being together, like we went through a process of really connecting with each other. And then we went through a process of making some very big decisions to disconnect from other people in our life and disconnect from the life that they wanted us to live, which was very difficult. And of course, when you're disconnecting from someone else's reality, they think you're crazy, right? They think you've gone crazy and you've lost your mind because they only know how to exist in this one reality. And we had, and I call it reality jumping. I mean, we had a, a reality jump. We jumped into a new frequency, a new reality. And as you know, like with frequency, all of this is happening in the now. Like you could be in a certain frequency and your neighbor can be in another frequency and they might be your neighbor and you don't really like cross paths, right? right. So, so we're all existing in the same, you know, place, but at different frequencies. And so what was fascinating is as we started to kind of jump frequencies, there were people that just left our life, like not by drama or not by like getting upset about something. It was just like, there was no longer that magnetic resonance. And so it just drifted over time with love. Like, I mean, some of these people, I can still say like, I love them, but they're not in my life because this, this abrupt change in reality. And until you've experienced that, like most people are born into a certain reality and they live in that reality forever. And if they've never had the experience of changing their frequency or their reality, they just don't know it exists. Like it just doesn't even occur to them. And so when this happened, like I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, you know, I had done research in college and I loved research. And when this happened in my life, I was like, I got to know more about this. Like, this is fascinating, right? Because this is showing me that, that all those times I just felt like there's something up with this human experience and there's something more than this. Like I had, I was onto something. And as this started to grow in my life and it is still growing and expanding, um, I was like, once you jump one reality, you can do it again and again and again and again. And so I started playing with this. And and I, I'm not saying that this is easy. Like my ego and my human side, like had a real hard time with all the changes, right? I went through a year of just crying basically every night. And I went through a whole stage of victimization. Like I'm the victim and why is all this why is this so painful? Why is this so difficult? I was shedding all of this emotion. I mean, it wasn't easy by any stretch of the imagination, but I write about in my book this one night where I literally just almost like had this out-of-body experience where I felt like I couldn't be in any more pain. And I was ended up face down on my son's bedroom floor, who was one at the time, just sobbing into the carpet, like just totally lost and broken. Like, 
And I was just like, how do I put the pieces back together? Like so much has changed. I've lost so much. Like, I don't know how to move forward. I don't know what to do with my life. Like I was completely like feeling internally unhinged, right? Like there, like any reality I was ever standing on is gone. You know, everything I ever knew to be real is not real. And I don't know how to like cope with this. And like, I heard this voice and it was the first time I felt super connected again to what I was connected to when I was like five. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, what if you created this? And I was like, I was pissed. I was like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, how dare you say this to me? Like, that's what I felt like. I was just like, I, my mind was just blown. I'm like, I am at my knees. Like, this is the end of my whole world. You know, I was having that ego death experience where you feel like you're going to die, right? Like, I felt like I was dying. And I was like, that's your help. Like, that's the life raft you throw me is like, what if you created this? You know, I'm like, hey. I know. It's like, what sort of sadists or masochists are we? You know, like, <laughs> why would we want like, to do that to ourselves? I'm like, now God has left me, right? Like, this is awful. And then on, like, after my rage of that came, if you created this, you can uncreate this. Right. And that was like, it just spun me in a second. Like, I was like, would I be so powerful that I would create all this stuff that had gone on? Like, am I here in this human form being so confused for all these decades about why I'm here to have this moment happen, me create all the drama and all the the releasing of things and letting go to be on this floor, face down, surrendering my ego, you know, going through this ego death to realize I created all of this so that I could create what, know that I could create whatever I wanted, right? That I created all this mess and in a moment I could uncreate it, meaning I could step out of victimization. I could realize like, oh, I wrote this story, right? Like this isn't something that's happening to me. Like I wrote this story and if I want something different, I can write something different. And when I left the room that night, I was like a different person. Like something happened in that room. And it was when I first said to myself like, okay, you need to build a business that is who you are and you just need to start. You just need to start at square one. You need to go through, you know, have courage, go through whatever fear you have and, and start building why you're here, like why you came. Now you have your answer. So now go build it. And that really just changed the trajectory of everything and evolved into being the soul frequency. Well, and then of course your higher self chose all that because that's the only way you would understand other people's pain. Exactly. Exactly. You you really don't get it because I, you know, I I have a crazy story too. I mean, you know, my life was just turmoil after losing my my dad. I was engaged, married, and born in the same hospital when my dad (laughs) and got married in six days. And then my dad passed away one week later. Then my husband left me 11 months later when we owned a business together. And then that was when I tapped into, thank God, I tapped into my father's energy and was being able to be given messages from a higher perspective. And that's what kept me alive. And, and then, you know, certain things happened that just kept me going and going. And then I uh, was introduced to Brian Weiss's books, Many Lives, Many Masters. I was, yes. gift- I was gifted that book. And that was exactly it. I was, I was like, why did my higher self choose this crazy, <laughs> you know, freaking life? Like that was my mission. Cause I'm like, I either figure this out or I die. Like that was right. really like, those were the two options because it was just so overwhelming. But yeah. now I totally see we go through this because if we are meant to 
have these gifts, abilities, whatever you want to say, be able to show people, you can't do it unless you go through it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's no shortcuts. And Shada, so, so to help people out, kind of see, because people that want to change a life, uh, change where they are, which is the vast majority when we look at, at, at the happiness statistics with people, not just here in the U.S., but around the world, what was your first step when it's like, okay, I, I got to create a company? What was your first step? What did you do first? I just started, I knew that I was going to, it was interesting because at the time there was a woman in my life who was like, I can help you build it. Right. And she had like a big bit of a psychic gift. And so she was like, she told me at one point, like, you're going to do something really big and it's going to, you know what I mean? It's going to blow you away. Like you don't see it now, but like, it's going to grow and here's how it's going to grow. And you're going to really help a lot of people and all this kind of stuff. I was like, that's nice. Like, <laughs> I just want to try to get to tomorrow. Right. I'm like, whatever. So, so I was told by several people. Right. And, and even when I was doing real estate, I was told that I would be like mind, body, spirit, have a mind, body, spirit business. And I was like, right. Like, how's that going to happen? You know? So, so I, this wasn't like totally unfamiliar. I just couldn't right. hold on to that big vision like at the time. And so I said to myself, as she was like, I'll help you build your business. And at that point I was like, no, I'm like, I need to use, learn to use my own intuition and I need to learn to follow the breadcrumbs and take the steps. And this has to be built from my energy, like my energy only. So I was really clear on that. So didn't know what I was doing, but just started going online and searching for different things. Um, and I found like, you know, I found different people's work. I found, I read the book, The Alchemist, which I like, was a really awesome book that I loved. I also read a book called, what is it? The Top Five Regrets of the Dying by a woman named Bronnie Ware. And that book like really changed my life. She, she's a hospice nurse and she spent time with people before they passed and she talked about what they said to her, like as, as the last, like, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have lived more. I wish yeah. I would have, you know, worked less, like all these things. And I sat on my patio at the time, just sobbing, reading this book. And it's like, for me, it was a book about living, right? Like I have this opportunity to learn what people regret when they're dying and I'm still able to live. And so I'm going to take this to heart. And so I just... I started finding a training program. When I first started my business, I was helping people with holistic health because I had been on my own holistic health journey. And I felt like I can start here, right? This is something I can do. And I just started and I had a little in-person practice in, you know, San Juan Capistrano and people would come see me. And after I had like 65 clients, something started happening in the room and I started being able to see the energetic connections between people's beliefs and when they were formed and how they were affecting their life in current day. Wow. And, wow. and it started showing up like in the room just as a natural byproduct. I wasn't talking about this. I wasn't. And so at first I was like, well, that's interesting. It was more fascinating to me. And then I had a couple clients that were pretty spiritual. And so I started sharing the information with them and saying, does this resonate with you? Does this make sense? Like what I'm seeing? And they were just like, what? Like, oh my gosh. And then I was being guided on how to disconnect these connections, right? So that the person can actually create the beliefs and the life that they want. Like, so, so it's, it looks like strings, right? Going to different, you know, different timelines and different times of people's life. And so I just started incorporating it more and more. Like I remember I started with the people that were spiritual. And then I remember the first time sharing it with somebody who you know, was a little more mainstream and, and it just across the board, people couldn't believe it. And so that was the big, 
beginning evolution of the soul frequency. And I say to people all the time, like, you don't have to wait to find the thing. You just have to start moving in the energy, right, of your own intuition, start showing up with a heart to serve, and things will just evolve and grow. Well, and that's the concept of myrony. So, you know, my last name of being myronic when I came up with this word five years ago, and then I realized, I'm like, oh my God, this is a universal word for everybody, just not spelled like my last name. But there is a word, ironic. And, but the difference between myrony and say synchronicity is it's a synchronicity in motion. You see the synchronicity, you see the sign, and then you usually get some sort of intuitive pull. And it's like, ah, what do you do about it? That's the difference of what myrony is. It's following those, you know, I love saying spiritual breadcrumbs. We say connect the dots. I say, I mean, spiritual breadcrumbs, I've been saying that for years. And it's like, it's amazing when that happens, you know, because again, if I hadn't seen your license plates on Instagram, which (laughs) your, your amazing stories of Instagram of license plates with numbers, which if people who know me, that's all I got are freaking <laughs> license plates of numbers, uh, street signs. I mean, just the weirdest random pictures. If anybody saw my pictures, they'd be like, what the heck are you doing? But it was like, I saw that. I felt that connection. And I was like, oh my God, I have to connect with Shauna and, you know, see where it goes. Except you probably had a higher octave level. Oh, my God. I got to connect with Shana. That's how, that is true. Because that that's is how true. she starts every conversation. You won't believe this. I, I think I might. <laughs> <laughs> I used to not, but I think I do now. I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> Which I want to get into the more synchronistic, but we, we like to say myronistic. Yeah. When did that really start showing up for you? I know you're... Uh, you you talk a lot on angel numbers and what the power of the numbers are in numerology. And I remember you even changed your name, right? Like, yeah, yeah. When I, I remember, but when you changed it to Shauna Lee, yeah. and I was like, wow, you changed your name. She was a fan of Bruce Lee. That's why. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Yeah. um, You know, the numbers just carry, numbers have a frequency and they carry information. I mean, there's a reason we, we code computers with zeros and ones, right? Like, so numbers are, you know, in ancient cultures, very important, right? They understood numbers as well as like things like astrology for, for understanding, you know, greater understanding. And so the angel number thing was just something I started experiencing a couple of years back. I think it's been a few years And I was like, they're talking to me through these numbers, right? And I'm, you know, not so much about like the number means this or means that. I was just starting to pair number sequences together and get information from them. Mm -hmm. And so I just started sharing, like, it would be so extraordinary to me that like, if I would leave my house, I would see six different license plates that have like, you know, three of the same number. So like one, one, one or two, two, two. (laughs) And, and it was happening like at such an increasing rate that I'm like, how is this possible? And one day I was driving, I saw so many on the freeway and they would always be like pretty much the last three numbers of the license plate. It's always the last three. (laughs) Yeah. And so I said out loud in my car, as I'm driving, I go, I go, come on. I go, why is it always the last three? And right when I said that, I got cut off by a truck that swoops in front of me, almost like hits me. And it says five, five, five. And it's the first three. And I started <laughs> dying laughing. I was like, okay, touche. I'm like, I get well, it. I get it. That's, that's actually 
actually, so in our logo, there's this little, like we call them winky, but that's God winking, laughing so, hysterically. No, they were, they were saying, what they were saying, like 555 is a symbol for change and transformation, right? And what they were saying to me is like, we can put anything wherever we want yeah. in an instant, right? Like you, your understanding of reality as a human is off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because when you see that thing in the sky that's moving differently, it's, a, it's coming from another frequency light years away instantaneously, right? And it is existing and flying through space in ways that nobody can explain through like the human lens, right? Mm -hmm. so, so it's just that widens our perspective, right, on what is possible. And they are constantly teaching me to widen my perspective to more infinite possibility, which the human brain does not like because the human right. brain likes to compartmentalize, right? Likes to say, okay, it can be A, B, or C. And infinite possibilities like infinite, right? And so yeah. the brain's like, what? I can't process all this information. And so, so they're constantly showing me like, we can talk to you anyway, and we can send you information and we can basically have you understand what that information is through all of these different channels. So it was fascinating. I just naturally started sharing it. And then sometimes like I'll ask people if they're seeing number signs, which has been fun. And I get, and I'll say, I'll do a little reading and people will put in all the numbers they're seeing. And it's just fascinating for me to, and they said to me, if you share it, it will activate the ability for other people yeah. to see this as well. So you just taking in the number signs starts to attune you to that frequency and then you can start seeing them. So it's just kind of, it's like the playground, right? Spiritual playground of life and just starting to play with some of how we can understand information as frequency mm -hmm. and how we can take in information in different ways than maybe just what we see or what we hear instead through, you know, our intuitive channel. Well, and that's what actually myrony is meant to be, is to bring this awareness. It's literally the antithesis of selfie. So my, my, my vision is to, to have people start sharing their myronies in addition to their selfies. Because every time we, we share something that's not of us, our frequency goes up, right? Because it's, yeah. it's less and less of our ego. And even if it's a selfie within a myrony, but it's still something because they're, they're like little mini miracles. When they show up, they're like the coolest, like, you know, especially if you've got, like, I have different numbers, but I know this really sounds crazy, but I, I connected them all to, it hit me one day, look at Bible verses. Now, again, I turned against church, but then I realized I made the mistake of not looking at God's God and the Bible is the Bible, just as like the other beautiful spiritual texts out there. Because truthfully, aren't those all just channeled messages, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of like right now with Christ consciousness coming on the planet, the frequency of Christ consciousness, right? It's not necessarily about the person that, that allowed this information to come through at a certain time, but it's truly that energy is returning. And so, you know, there's a lot of people having a lot of experiences and this is only going to amplify of going back to the teaching and really deciphering where it was watered down or where social constructs were put within the teaching versus the purity of the teaching, right? And the wisdom that came through. Because like everything in life, you know, humans take in information, right? And then minds, our brains want to take that information and make it something else, right? Or make it fit our agenda, a lot of times, which is what we see. And really the purity of the information is, is it's, it's time.
time to like come back, right? And to be recognized for what it really is. And so many different people are having experiences of of Christ consciousness and what what Christ really means and you know way outside of religion and what that energy was and just a lot of even like channeled information coming through or people having like a remembering experience right of what was really going on like at that time on planet earth and and with Jesus's life and things like that because there's just so much more to the story right oh than yeah happened with religion yeah, absolutely. And then it's silly to think that, you know, God and higher power aren't speaking to us now, that it was only done back then. You know, like there's, have you ever read Conversations with God? No. Oh, that's an awesome, by Neil Donald Walsh. Uh, funny, the funny irony is that um, I was woken up in the middle of the night. This was just this past June. And I was told to go look at Facebook. And, um, and I didn't know this author. Now, I had a spiritual experience back in 2015, where it was my big mind blowing experience. And I felt like I spent 24 hours with God energy in like a different plane. I mean, we can go into that another time. But it was so crazy, because 822 was the day that I ended up getting married back in 2004. But what's really funny is that 821, I literally challenged God because it was raining that day and we were having this reception in the courtyard of a hospital. And on 822 was the day God showed up, literally a California day that happened in New Jersey that was unheard of. So the funny thing was, is I, I get woken up at like four o'clock in the morning and I go and I see this guy follow Neil Donald or check out Neil Donald Walsh, 822,000 followers. So that was my sign. Who is this? If it wasn't any of those other numbers, I never would have checked it out. So I click and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Conversations with God. And I was like, okay, well, apparently I'm supposed to read this. So I go on Amazon and I had six minutes to order this book that if I wanted to get the next day, six is my lucky number. I was like, what the heck is about to happen with this crazy book? But it's all about what you actually have been saying about how we create it all, but it's written from the 90s. He literally channeled all these messages for like a couple of years. And it's such a beautiful, profound way of looking at things on such a much more, well, book three is all on a cosmic level, but there's these three books. So you might want to check them out because it's, it's, it's going along with everything that you say. <laughs> yeah, I know his work. I know his work, um, but I haven't read that book. So I'll definitely check that out. I will take that as a sign. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I'm, almost, I'm almost done with book two. My wife has finished book one and she, we just gave book one to my daughter's boyfriend. It, it, I, we all believe it is that good. The insight oh, is uh, there's, well, I guess the best way to put it is there's nothing I could try to uh, put a hole through. Everything in there makes sense. It's probably the well, best. I am going to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's, um, God, it's just so, I, I mean, I love synchronicity or, or myronies, as you know, like, because it really is, to me, it's like, even when we're going through the toughest times in our life, and that sometimes happens, right? And it's almost like, because that's part of our puzzle pieces that we're trying to figure out in this, you know, puzzle known as life. And sometimes those puzzle pieces is just because you haven't connected with the person you're supposed to connect with. 
You know, you, you have to have, I mean, there's this divine timing of things. And of course we want things in human timing, but when we're in those really dark times, if we, as long as we're still following our, our, you know, intuitive side, you know, it's like the, 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 the myronies will still appear and it's almost like, come on, keep going, just keep going, you know, <laughs> cheering us along. <laughs> Did you experience that too, when you were going through, like, cause you talked about really shifting energy levels, like, um, did you get to experience that also when you were doing those shifts for yourself? Yeah, all you're learning during a spiritual awakening is trust and faith. Like, and you only learn trust and faith by, by not trusting, by not having faith, and by starting to listen to something else, right? So when the rest of the world thinks you've gone mad, right? And you start making choices that are not what other people think is like safe or sane, you are far out of the box of your comfort zone. And you're either going to run back into that box, or you're going to learn to listen to yourself, right? And we resist listening to ourselves, And so this is why, you know, this idea of spiritual awakening feels like so unsettling sometimes is because it's shaking us awake and it's shaking us and saying, look, listen, listen to us, listen to higher guidance, listen to yourself, start making that the foundation that you make choices from. And every time a, a synchronicity shows up or a sign shows up and you know it, I say it's like, it's like highlighting a book, right? Yeah. It's like when something happens and someone else could be like, that's not a sign, but you know when it is because you're like, huh, that's interesting. Why did that show up? Like, like one night I was, or when I was reading that book about the five regrets, top, top five regrets of the dying, and I was sitting on my patio as I was reading the book and I was crying, these two butterflies came and they were dancing around each other like this Aww. right in front of my face. Like I've never had butterflies be so close to my face. And even when I like went like this, cause I saw them, they did not leave being this close to my face. Wow. And, you know, butterflies is a sign of transformation. And, yeah. and then doing this dance. And I said to myself, like, oh, I'm in this dance of transformation, right? Which dancing has these high notes and it has these low parts and it has expansion and contraction. And I was in all of it, right? And yeah. so here I am in this emotional place and I'm experiencing this sign. And after that day, even before the angel numbers that started, and then there would be hummingbirds that would come and squirrels that would come. And then I started going, okay, what's the meaning of a squirrel? What's the meaning of a hummingbird? And, and there would just be all these amazing moments. And, and you couldn't really explain them to other people. I mean, you know, I was like, a butterfly flew by. People are like, cool. <laughs> um, and I'm like, no, it was so profound, you know? Um, and so there would be these like, these moments that you could only really experience within yourself, right? Yeah. That yeah. were formed from inner self that, that led me to, oh, I can trust this and I'm being led on a path. And so those are the things we have to learn to listen to. Those mm -hmm. are the, that is the new compass, right? Yeah. We say like, it's the new black, it's the new compass, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and when, unless we allow our old foundation to be rocked a little bit, we just don't recalibrate to that new way. And so I say to people, like, when you're facing that feeling of my foundation is being rocked, you always want to look for what, where's this going, right? And start looking forward to something here is brewing. And when I write about the steps in the book, I wrote them because I was like, when I was in the step of release, 
I thought I was going to fall off into the abyss. Yeah. Right? I didn't, I was like, there's nothing after release. Like I'm just losing my life. And so when I wrote the book, I was like, people need to know what is after the ego death, what is after release, because even if you're going through the hardest time, if you know you're going through it to, to be at better times and to have more light in your life, at least you can hold on to that, right? While you're walking through this. And we all, you know, I say transformation is not a solo sport. Like mm -hmm. we need love and care. We need people to be a hand to hold as we move through this and someone that can help us understand this new way of being. Well, and I think that's the power of what we have now with social media is that when we can truly give that kind of, you know, beautiful information, because when we are in it and we're just, we feel like we're alone. I mean, that's where we go to the depths of our psyche. And, you know, if you, you know, it's like, how do you pull yourself out of that? So I just love what you are creating. And, you know, I know, uh, the soul frequency. I'm like, you got to read this book. I love the name. You know? I, I, love I know the, the podcast, it's cool, it's everything. Cool name, yeah. It's just, it's just so amazing. And we're just, we're just so grateful for you to be here. Well, but I think it's important to share a story like this because there's so many people, like I mentioned earlier, there's so many people that aren't happy with their lives. They, mm -hmm. they, they don't like their jobs. They feel trapped. And it's when they hear this and, and, and granted, you said, okay, you left a, a great career and you started this new company and you're cruising. I, obviously people don't see the hard work. They don't see that you probably, I'm, I'm sure you didn't have millions of dollars set aside. to go launch this new business. I mean, maybe you did. It rarely seems, I rarely see that though. Uh, and it's, and I know because I, of everything I've gone through and, and people need to know that when you are led for a higher purpose, those dots will connect. Yeah. You just have to follow them somewhat blindly. But like, as you mentioned, it's not really blind to you. I mean, I, I'm going to paraphrase how you said, I'll say it in my own words, but because in my path, it wasn't blind to me, but it's certainly blind to everybody around you. <laughs> now, does your, in fact, which brings me to another good, good question. Does your husband have any of these, uh, uh, powers, I guess I'll call them, that, that you had growing up, or was he just intrigued by it and then, and, then, and then learned? My husband's probably more psychic than I am. Is the oh, truth wow. Of it. wow. Um, but he would never want to do what I do. It's so funny. He's like, okay. I don't know how you talk to people all day long, right? <laughs> and so um, he uses his gift in different ways. He's, he channels music. He's a musician, and he is when I met him, he had 200 song parts, like just, just parts of songs, like choruses and verses. And he just is an amazing, beautiful channel for music. And he, he wasn't sure what to do with that at the time. He wasn't living that life either. And yet he would do it on the side and it was his passion. And like, he's able to tune in and he would tune his guitar in all these funky ways that, you know, alternate tunings. And he would find, he's like, the frequency of sound. He has one of those, there's a name for it, but like where they're, where they hear things that other people don't hear. Mm -hmm. So he's able to like hear these subtleties that other people, you know, would miss or not hear in sound. And he's fascinated by it. So he's fascinated at making new sounds and creating, you know, things that are pleasing, right, to our ear and that cause us certain emotional responses. And so when I met him, it was like, he was doing that on the side, right? In his life, just expressing himself authentically over here while he's living another life, which is exactly basically what I was doing. So when we came together, it was like, wait, 
we need to actually live our whole life in truth and we need to step into this. And so, you know, I don't know many men that would have like been on board with what I was like showing up for. And like, I tell them, I'm like, you're kind of amazing. <laughs> you. It's just amazing that we were both in that place where we were willing to go through the transformation together. I mean, a right. lot of times relationships don't stay together when one person is in the middle of a spiritual awakening and the other person is not. And I just, I think I brought it to the table, but he showed up to it, you know, and, and it was beautiful. And it caused us like when the rest of the world thought we were crazy, we held on to each other, right? Yeah. And we, said, we see something bigger for ourselves. We see where this is going. And I always knew, like, it's so weird. I always knew somewhere deep inside that, that there was going to be something that would happen in my life that would be like big like this, right? Yeah. And and I didn't know what it would be. I didn't know, you know, that it would be around starting a new business or anything. But when we married, because it, you know, it felt like at that point I had checked all the boxes in my life, like career, yes, marriage to amazing man, yes, like great house, yes. Um, and I just felt like this is not over. Like this is, you know, most people at that point, it's like, now I'm settled and we'll live here for the next 30 years. Right. And I knew when we moved into our beautifully remodeled new house that we wouldn't be there for very long. And, and it was like a weird, eerie feeling. I was like, this is all gonna like, I don't know, change in some way. And I had no idea like how that was going to happen or why that was going to happen. Um, but I did have the feeling I wouldn't be living there for the next 30 years. Oh, well, that's it, great. It just shows trusting your soul knowing is absolutely the way to go. And just, you know, and like you said, the soul frequency. So I know we would love to talk longer, but I know we have a little time constraint. We'll have to have you back in the future. But where can everybody find you? You know, social media, how can they contact you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at the soul frequency and you can check out one of the highlights, the angel numbers, if that's interesting to you. Um, and then our hub is the soul Also, we have a group on Facebook called the soul frequency VIP and I do kind of live channelings in there for the group, um, maybe once or twice a month. So that's fun too. And do you do one-on-ones? Do you do one-on-one -on -one readings? I do. I do okay. one-on-one sessions and ongoing coaching with lots of people. So you can find out about that at thesoulfrequency.com um, under sessions or coaching. And where do you want people to find your book? Online or at your website? Uh, Amazon. Amazon? Go to Amazon. We have audiobook and Kindle and a paperback. Okay. There's tons of questions in the book. Yes, there is. Tons of questions. So, so people wait. buy the audiobook and then they're like, I need the book too, because I need to go through all the questions. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a book where you're going to, you're going to do your own work as you go through it for sure. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Shauna, for being here. We so appreciate and just love, I mean, this is what lifts, lifts us up, you know, because when we're in this, as you say, the energetic bubbles, we're in this beautiful energetic bubble together right now in this conversation with the podcast. And it's just, the more we can connect and bring everybody together into these beautiful energetic bubbles, Absolutely. You know, yeah, the higher, the higher we get to all go. And it's a treat for me too, because I didn't even know who she was. Yeah. And so this is even better for me. And I, the reason we do that, by the way, is because that way, you know, when you have those first time moments, when you see something, hear something, and it's like, you can't, you, you, you can't replicate it. So I like going in with completely unknown because it's, it's exciting. And I love surprising them. Yeah. <laughs> 
fun, right? And we thought I, we were going to stop at auto mechanics. And right, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, it's been a pleasure, Shana. And all, for all of you out there in the, uh, the tribe following That's Myrony, we will see you all next time. Thank you for joining us on That's Myrony podcast. We hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to our podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but could possibly have the biggest impact on your life because that's Myrony. Alicia and I wouldn't have created this podcast if it weren't for us paying attention to our own personal Myronies and started connecting those spiritual breadcrumbs. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch Myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in our next episode. And please connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and our website at thatsmyrony.com, where you can share your unbelievable Myronies. We would love for you to share this episode with your friends and family, and also comment, like, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember, if something happens that makes you say, hmm, that's ironic. It's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you all next time.